Blessed be the name of the Lord. Uh, I remember my relationship with this school uh, started uh, almost uh, 20 years ago, like 2000. Uh, I was very vibrant, young men preaching all over. I was in college. And uh, we preached a lot in this school. Thank God that uh, Zachary has brought us back <laughs> after so many years. And I thank God for his faithfulness. Uh, um, Isaac, Mani, I'm blessed with one female wife. And uh, three children, two girls and one boy. Uh, I am a forensic investigator. Uh, so uh, that's what I do for reading. I own uh, an investigation firm that does uh, investigation for various corporate. And uh, thank God for the various carriers. Amen. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Amen. By the way, are criminals born or made? Yeah, <laughs> are they born or made? Yeah. Both. Maybe it will be a topic of uh, another time. But I'm glad that Christ has been Lord and Savior of my soul. I remember, it was not for him, I'm not be where I am today. I remember when I was getting to Form 1, now that they are Form 1 who have just reported, remember almost everything was borrowed. You know, when you were from Machinani, so I remember almost everything was borrowed. And of course, there was a harambe for me to go to high school. And I remember Kuna Mama and in Patia Matres. But I was a mama, I could hear you. No, that's a fact. That's a fact. And coming this far, it has been by the masses of God. And I thank God that this far 28 years ago, at least 28 years or 27 years ago, when I came from one to such. I remember I came after, you know, after half time, and things were not, we are not that easy. But God has been faithful. I've been through this far. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Amen. And uh, because I'm not a preacher today, maybe I just want to say one thing. We are touched with an uh, assignment to speak on whom, who am I? And uh, that made me to think about who we are in life. Sometimes there's a lot of confusion that I preached in high school for over 20 years, and I've been privileged to be in so many schools. And one of the challenges I've realized with the Hawaiian people is they have identity crisis. They want to live a life that is not theirs. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And today, because uh, I would want just to read somewhere in uh, Hebrews chapter number, number 11. I know the preacher will expound more on that, but allow me to say this. I remember a young man called Moses. Moses grew in, um, in a palace. But one thing that happened to him is after he, the Bible says in chapter number 11 and verses 3, verses 23, but let me go to verse 24. But it says Moses, 
be known as the son of Pharaoh's daughter. Uh, I won't call the author because I'm not a preacher. But I want to say this that every age, or as you grow, on every age comes with responsibility. I mean, when you're young, there's something that will not have demanded from you. When you're in primary school, homewise, there are some things will not have demanded from you. But every age comes with its responsibility. And that is why would have or will require or yeah, will require or will demand more responsibility from Hong Kong than would demand from Hong isn't it? Because every age comes with responsibility. But what I want you to capture here is that Moses at some point noted and realized that he is not what has grown believing that he is. He realized that he is a slave. Just in privilege to live in a palace. And it takes courage to refuse. Because he refused to be called son of Pharaoh's daughter. That is courage. And I want to tell you, young men, that it takes courage to live your life. Without being influenced into dress, without being influenced into residentism, into gazing, without being influenced into bad habits, it takes courage. Mm. They, uh, tell, the, tell the guy next to you that it takes courage to be who you are. Mm. It takes courage to be who you are. And you never accomplish anything by being somebody else. Mm. This is the name of the Lord. Amen. So today, I want you to know that there is nothing much that you can accomplish unless you have known who you are. Who are you? I want you to say this very fast. There is something in organization we talk of uh, short analysis. Short analysis, you can do it as uh, SW0T or SWOT, and S stands for strength. And I want to say this that every one of us has got strength. Mm. And at the same time, every one of us has weakness. We have our own weaknesses. And all of us, we've got opportunities. And all of us, we have got some threats. Could be drugs. You know, I've seen young men who have gone to high school, sober, and, uh, you know, very sharp, diligent. But they get to a wrong group. And finally, they, they arrive become a mess. And those are friends. And I want, at your own time, to do yourself a sword analysis. A sword? See the strength that you have, the weaknesses that you have, the opportunity that you have, and the threats to your future, to your dreams, and to your aspiration. Amen. Amen. Let me not drop your class. We have no time. I, I, um, I want to pray for the gentleman who is speaking to us today. He's a great man of God. Amen. I've known him for quite some time. We, we, we pray every Monday with him. Uh, he's a cool family and a covenant. I thought we'd tell you everything that I'm going to. <laughs> uh, because uh, we, we make sure that we pray together. He's a gentleman, a couple of man, his way of life. 
and uh, he has a family to tell him more about that. He is a business owner, an entrepreneur, and we are privileged to have him today. Kindly listen to him, as I know he will be used of God to speak to us this morning. Let's pray. Our Father and our Lord, we are grateful this morning. Thank you for giving us an opportunity to hear your word. I pray in the name of Jesus. As Charles, come to speak your word, Lord. That you speak your oracle, Lord, and your word will liberate. Liberate Jehovah God. These young people, Lord. Then that are bowed, will be free in the name of Jesus. Then that are lacking vision, will get vision. Then that are launched in this life, dear Lord, will get direction to the glory and honor of your name. We thank you and we give you praise. This is our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Yes, welcome. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. You look wonderful, and uh, I thank God to be in Ololaisa Boys High School. It's my first time, and uh, thank you for the opportunity to come and interact with the students of this great school. Amen. 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 It reminds me of my days in high school. I give my life to Christ as a home to, home to praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. And I can tell you that uh, that made a difference on why I am alive today. God has been gracious. God has been faithful. I still remember so many of my classmates and maybe college mates who have moved on or who have passed on from this life. Some because of criminal activities, some because of <coughs> lifestyle, like drinking and all that. But God in his tender mercies and love has sustained me and he has kept me going. I always like mentioning my decamit. I know he has heard me talk about it. You know, I don't know whether today you have decas. But I had a decamit. You know, I'm sure so I used to be on the, the, the lower bed, eh? The guy who used to be on the top bed. And he was called Kenyon. I scored somewhere in central Kenya, Moranga County. And I still remember when I gave my life to Christ, I would still persuade him and ask him. Why don't you come into faith in the Lord Jesus Christ? Oh, Charles, you're very young. Why are you wasting your life and all that? Watch your Let's enjoy life. Then after there, we can think about these things. I remember after home four, it did not even take two years. There was someone enjoying eh, and the, 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 the beer, eh, bottles. And unfortunately for him, there was a pro. Eh? People started fighting in a certain corner somewhere. They started fighting. Then one of them decided... Let me take this bottle and hit this other guy. But the guy who was to hit, ducked the bottle. And he found my friend Kenyon. And he died. So I asked myself, if I did not get to know Christ, when I knew Christ, where could I have been today? Praise the Lord. He has taken God, he has taken his love and faithfulness to sustain me and to carry me this far. I am married to already called Grace. And we are blessed with three children. My firstborn is in Pondri. Pondri, praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. And uh, he's called Elias. Then I have a girl called uh, Lyle, who is in class eight. And I have a small one, who is in grade three, who is called Ina. And I bless God because of that. I am a land economist. That is my training. So I learn a farm called Ruben Unlimited in Nairobi City Center. And that's my story. And one of the things that humbles me, again, because of God, 
And I am here to tell you, I thank God because of you. I wish God can help you to uh, count your days. Make, 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 take care of the opportunities that you have. Because 20 years to come, 30 years to come, you don't know. One of the gentlemen who works, actually in the organization that God has given me, is a former classmate. So you could be sitting next to your base. Praise the Lord. Be careful. And trust God for that. Amen. Identity in Christ. That is the topic uh, that I want us to look at this morning. Our identity in Christ. And we shall be looking at who are we in the Lord Jesus Christ. When I was coming, my wife told me to come and pass her love to you. She would have preferred to be here. But we had some other engagements. Yes. So, one of the things that we have to realize is that for us to delight our identity, it must come either from somewhere else or from somebody. A man is created in the image of God. That is the first thing we find when we open the Bible in the book of Genesis. If you read in the book of Genesis chapter 1 verse 25 to 28, the scripture says, I'm reading from the New King James. And God made the beasts of the earth according to its kind cattle according to its kind and everything that creeps on the earth according to its kind and God saw that it was good then God said let us make man in our image according to our likeness let them have dominion over the fish of the sea over the birds of the air and over the cattle over the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth so God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him, male and female, he created them. Then God blessed them and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the earth, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. That is the creation of man. We realize that God had created everything else. And he had created the beast of the earth according to his kind. Cattle according to his kind. Everything that we can think or even imagine. Or we come across. But that was not enough. God talks to himself. This is the first place where we find the Trinity. And God said, let us make man in our own image. That sentence is in prologue. Because God was talking of himself. God the Son and the Holy Spirit and they created man in his own image. God created man in his own image. So the first thing we find in the scriptures is that we are created in the image of God. God looked at the water, it was not sufficient to create man. God looked at the sun, the soil, it was not sufficient to create man. God looked at himself and said, oh yes, let me create man in my own image. So, you are created in the image of God. And I like telling people, separate a plant from the soil, where it came from, and it will die. Separate the fish from the water, where they came from, they will die. Separate a man from God, and he will die. So the first thing for us to identify is that our identity is derived from God. We are not our own boss. We have a source. We have our identity that is not found in us. Our identity is found in God. So God created 
man in his own image. And so he tied the identity of man to himself. He created him special and that he does not have to compare himself with anything else in all creation because he derives his identity from God. You are not like a plant. You are not like the animals. You are not like the things that you can see, the, the, the galaxies or anything else. You are created after the image of God. You are special. And actually, you can see, if you read the book of Genesis, God would create something, and the Lord looked at what he had done, or what he had made, and saw that it was good. But when he created man, oh yes, do you know what he said? And God saw that it was very good. Because he created man after the, his own image. And so the question we ask ourselves, and this is a question, unfortunately, that is very familiar in our generation. Do you feel that you are a man enough? Or do you have to look for something else to delight your identity? The way you are. Do you feel that you are enough? Eh? I like, uh, I don't know that the principal or the patron who came and was telling you, eh? <laughs> the, the, high, the Alliance High School, Mamu High School, cancel. Because now here you are. And this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. He created man in his own image. Anything else that you had, you know you would wish you were something else. Forget it because what you are is the way God created you. You are made after the image of God. You don't need anything else to make you complete. I know especially young men and young people, we, have, we, we look for several things yeah, to, 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 to identify us with. You realize at some point, and I have also seen it in my son, you don't know what to shave. You know, we believe in shaving. You want to have some hair. Because a, high, a hairstyle, maybe you think it gives you identity. Clothing. The walking style. Eh? You realize at some point you even change the walking style. And what are you doing in all this? You're trying to look for an identity. You're trying to look for something else to define you. Eh? We are teenagers. So many of the time we think, that we can get our identity from sex and relationships. We want to identify ourselves with other things. Eh, from force, from threes when you come. I hope now that's topic. You know, we have been doing school ministry for over 20 years. And I can tell you if I go to form ones, the questions they will ask. If I go to form twos, the questions they will ask. Form threes and form fours. I hope now form fours and form threes, we are not talking so much about relationships. Now we have graduated. True? Is that true? Yes, because now we are thinking about KCSE, that that is coming. But, but again, when you realize when you open, oh, so who did you meet, what happened? It's like you try to define your identity from the people you met or for the people you came across during the holiday. All in a quest to get identity. Unfortunately, some of us get into drugs and alcohol. Eh, we think uh, if it is in the business world, it is the connections that you have that define you. I am here to tell you that there is nothing else that is missing in your life. In the image of God, he created them, male and female. Praise the Lord. You are complete before God. There is nothing that is missing. You cannot return what the Lord has given you. You cannot improve on it, but you cannot change it. And you don't have to compare yourself with any other person or with anything else. Because when God looks at you, he sees you complete. 
Man derives his identity from God and not from these. We should never be bothered by the opinion of the world about us. Nor lose our sense of self-worth when we fail to measure up to the world's standards. Because God looks you, God looks at you and, and sees someone who is complete in him. You don't need something else to define you. When God looks at you, you are complete before him. Praise the Lord. That is the first thing. Let me tell you, self-acceptance. You don't have to be troubled that you are short. I was very short when I was in high school. But I thank God because somehow God compensates short people with boldness. Yes. Eh? <laughs> I would never miss an opportunity to go and testify and tell people about Christ. But let me tell you, I appreciated myself the way I am. If you are born because, you know, Moses thought that his identity was not complete because he was stammering. God told him, who makes man speak or not speak? Eh? Who makes a man be born speaking or mute? It is me. Let me tell you that the way you are, you are complete in God. Whether you come from a rich background or from a poor background, you are complete in God. Whether you are dropping on a license eh, with a chopper or with a matatu or boda boda, you are complete in God. Yeah. Praise the Lord. The first thing you need to do in your life is to appreciate yourself the way you are. Whether you come from a complete family or you are raised by a single mother or you are raised by your grandmother like me, you are complete in God. Praise Jesus. You are complete in God. You don't need anything else to make you complete. Form one, that is the first thing you need to understand, that you are complete in God. This is important because you will start comparing yourself with others. When they start talking about themselves, where they come from, their lifestyle they live, and when you start hearing of things called pizza, and you don't know what is a pizza, you only know of a dazi. Let me tell you, whatever background you come from, you are complete in God. And you need, first of all, to define that as the basis and as the foundation of your identity. Where do you feel tempted to prove yourself? Eh? You know that I am also a man. No, 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 you have nothing to prove. We know you. And that is the first thing I told my son when he was going to high school. You are not going there to prove anything. Actually, when you were born as your parents, we thank God because he has blessed us as a man. So you are a man. Born as if you were. You are complete and you don't have to prove anything. You don't have to smoke anything to prove that you are a man. You don't have to engage in some activities or some behaviors to prove that you are a man. And I'm telling you, people have destroyed their lives in a quest to prove themselves. When I reported to the University of Nairobi, I remember so many people we reported to. When I came from one of the bush schools, if I would use that term, and that is unknown. And you find these guys, hey, we were in Man, we were in Alliance, hey, we were where? Let me tell you one of the guys we had we were with was doing civil engineering. And you know, I'm telling you, even over the weekends, Gozakas in a kutas in a chukruas in idas in our show and bani, And some of us we had to learn it the hard way because even in high school we used to do it. That guy today would stop me and ask me for 200 shillings to wash my car. Where you came from does not define where you will go. And that is why I want you to know that you are complete the way you are. You just have to believe in yourself. Believe that there is a purpose that God created you to fulfill. You have a destiny that is calling you. Yeah. Don't waste time trying to prove yourself. Praise the Lord. You are complete and complete in God. Let me say that Satan's temptations 
always go around the area of our identity. And every time you feel you are not complete or you have to do something to prove yourself, let me tell you that that, that is a temptation from the father of lies who is called the devil. If you read in the same book of Genesis chapter 3 from verse 1 to 5, you'll see that now the serpent was more crafty than any of the wild animals the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, Did God really say, You must not eat from any tree in the garden? The woman said to the serpent, We may eat fruit from the trees in the garden, but God is saying, You must not eat fruit from the tree that is in the middle of the garden, and you must not touch it or you will die. You will not certainly die. The serpent said to the woman, For God knows that when you eat from it, your eyes will be opened. And you'll be like God, knowing good and evil. The fall of man started when Eve felt that she was incomplete. There was something she was missing. When the devil brought that gap, that when you eat it, your eyes will open. Something much more special will happen. When you smoke it, the feeling you have, wow, it is out of this world. When you try it out over the holiday, and you try to, 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 to shift off that car. The feeling is out of this world. It is a temptation to try to prove that you have a superior identity than what God has given you. You can imagine all the fruits that are available for them in the garden. You can remember all the blessings that God has bestowed on you. Yet you have only been drawn to one that God has told you, don't touch. The fall of man begins the moment you feel incomplete or you feel you have to do something else to get satisfaction. And that is what happened to our first parents. Even with all the fruits, Eve was still not satisfied until she got the forbidden one. She failed when she felt inadequate. Where do you feel inadequate? That moment you go to God and it's like you're complaining because of the family where you are born from. That time you come here and you have not cancelled the alliance and the mangoes, and you have failed to appreciate that God's purpose and will for your life is to be normalized. That is the moment when your fall down begins because you feel incomplete. Unless we appreciate whom we are and our God-given gifts and abilities and where he has pressed us, we will always set ourselves for failure in life. It is not every snake out there we are called to compare ourselves with. It can eat whatever it wants to eat. It can tell you how you feel good if you do this and that. But let me tell you, God calls to find satisfaction and contentment where he has placed you and in what you are doing today. Amen? Amen. The same thing repeated itself in the temptation of the Lord Jesus Christ. If I would read in the book of Luke chapter 3 from verse 21, this is what the scripture says. When all the people were being baptized, Jesus was baptized too. And as he was praying, heaven was opened. And the Holy Spirit descended on him in a bodily form like a dove. And a voice came from heaven. You are my son whom I love with you. I am well preached. Let me tell you. I thank God because the voice from heaven came before Jesus in his lifetime did anything. When God is saying, this is my beloved son, I want to remind you, Jesus had not healed any bright person. He had not raised any body from the dead. 
He had not done any miracle. So that Jesus will not have to define himself based on what he did or he did not do. Form 1. I'm not so sure you have done any exam in Elisha. But I'm here to tell you God is still saying, this is my beloved son. Even before you get that in. Even before you do that exam. To know whether you have a A, a B or a C. God still believes in you. God testified about Jesus before he did anything. Praise the Lord. He testified about Jesus before he did anything. Before he did any miracle. Before he preached any sermon. Before he was not even known. Let me tell you, it is at his baptism when he was being publicly introduced into his ministry that God said, you have not done anything. Oh yes, you have not done anything to prove yourself. You have not healed any sick person. You have not raised anyone from the dead. But you know something? This is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. You don't have to do anything to prove yourself. We are what God says we are. We are not what we do or what we say. Yes, Jesus was called the beloved son of God before he did anything. God loves you and accepts you the way you are. You have nothing to prove to God. You have nothing to prove to man. He knows you beyond the way you know yourself. As long as you have accepted his love, and I love the, 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 the leading verse of the theme of this time, to all those who received him, who believed in his name, he gave them the power to become the children of God. God loves you the way you are. As long as you have accepted his love. During the temptation, if I could jump from verse, to chapter 4, from verse 3 to 6, during the temptations, I just want us to briefly look at the temptations of Jesus. The devil said to him, if you are the son of God, I'm reading Luke chapter 4 from verse 3. If you are the son of God, tell this stone to become bled. Jesus answered, it is written, man shall not live on bread alone. The devil led him up to a high priest and showed him in an instant all the kingdoms of the world. And he said to him, I will give you all the authority and splendor. It has been given to me and I can give it to anyone I want to. Jesus answered, It is written, Worship the Lord your God and serve him only. The devil led him to Jerusalem and had him stand in the highest point of the temple. If you are the son of God, he said, Throw yourself down from here, for it, uh, for it is written, he will command his angels concerning you to guard you carefully. They will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. Jesus answered, it is said, do not put the Lord your God to the test. When the devil had finished all this tempting, he left him until an opportune time. The three temptations of Jesus Christ. Remember already a voice has spoken about Jesus. This is my beloved son. Remember the voice that is speaking to you today and telling you, you are my beloved son. You don't have anything to prove. Then the devil brings the temptation. I want you to prove that you're the son of God. I want you to prove that actually that voice was light. But Jesus did not have anything to prove. The first thing is, he wanted to prove that he is the son of God based on what he can do or he cannot do. I remember during our times, I don't know whether it is still there, when you had to do pure sciences and physical sciences, that's the, time we used to, that's the way we used to call them. 
and we you know the guys who are doing pure you could not talk to them because for them they are doing pure sciences i don't know whether it is still there eh? <laughs> oh you do pure during our time you if you struggled with the pure at least you had an option of doing physical but i'm telling you those who are doing physical could not actually tell the guys who are doing pure anything but let me tell you Jesus did not have to do anything. He had the power to turn the stone into bread. And of course, he was hungry. And it is the temptation of wanting to prove yourself that makes students come up with other tactics to get that A. Eh? You start lighting some piece of papers and you hide them eh? in, in a shirt or you know somewhere. You start writing at the palm of your hands. You remember those skills that students use? Because you want to do everything possible to get that aid. Let me tell you, Jesus said, I don't have to turn the stone to the bread because I am not defined by what I am able to do or I am not able to do. I will do my level best in Oralisa, make sure that I get that aid. And I believe with the principle that you are air materials. Amen. I will do everything to get that aid. But even if I get an A minus, it does not define me. God has already defined me as I defined my identity. I was telling you about the guy who was doing civil engineering in the university. You cannot silence them, especially if you are doing art. But I know so many art people who are doing far much better than guys who did those engineering. And then, you know the key thing is your identity is not in what you do. Your identity is in whom do you belong to. Praise the Lord. Your identity is who do you belong to. Jesus did not have to do anything. And my friend, you don't have to do anything to prove whom you are. Your identity is already spoken of. Of course, the other temptation allow, is allowed. What will people say? <laughs> In other words, bow down and worship me and I will give you all this. When people see you with the money, they will surely know, ah, this one is the blessed of the Lord. Why don't you bow to me and I'll give you all these kingdoms and their splendor. Jesus knew that one's life is not defined by what you have. It is not a question of what you have, whether you are driving, whether you are walking, where you stay. That does not define you. You are defined by God based on whom you are. Because you belong to him. The devil wanted Jesus to have something. So that if you have all this money, you come here. If I came to preach here with a chopper, you guys say, oh, this this, this, this is someone. And, I, and I'm saying it's okay to own a job, but what am I saying? You are not defined by the things you have or you don't have. And Jesus made that clear to the devil. No, 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 you shall worship the Lord your God alone. Whatever he gives you, that is enough for you. Because my God shall supply to all my needs according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus. The fact that you have peace ears does not mean that you are not a son of God. You are still a son of God. Praise the Lord. You are still a son of God. You are not defined by what you have or what you don't have. And of course, the other temptation has to do with what will people say. And it's a question of why don't you throw yourself when people see you, see you throwing yourself from the highest point of the temple and here you are, you fall, they will surely believe that this is the Son of God. You know, how many of us divert our calling in life because we are mindful of what people say? 
How many of us compromise our morals because of peer pressure? You are here to defend your stand in God to do what you have come here to do. Not largely looking at what people are saying about you. We should not be so much consumed with what people are saying that we lose focus of what is it that we want on our goal or of what God wants us to do. It is not a question of people's opinion. It is a question of what God wills for us. Praise the Lord. It is not what your friends will say. It is not the, the advice that you are getting from your friends. Don't feel that you are left behind because you have not played that particular PlayStation game that people are all talking about. Because you have not attended that cinema eh, that people are talking about. That does not define you. Whether you have watched it or not. Whether you have played that PlayStation game or not. Whether you even have a PlayStation at home or you don't. You are still the son of God. It does not define you. You really have to know that your identity is not based on what you can do, the first temptation, what you have, the second temptation, or what people say about you. You don't have to draw yourself so that people will believe. No, you don't have to do anything so that people will believe. Will believe. We must validate ourselves on the basis of what God says about us and not what people say. As I bring this message to a close, there is a time when David was about to die and he was advising his son Solomon. And he knew that as a young man he might be tempted to do so many things to prove himself. But I like what he told Solomon in the book of 1 Kings chapter 2 from verse 1 to 3. When the time drew near for David to die, he gave a charge to Solomon his son. I am about to go the way of all the earth. He said... So be strong, act like a man, and observe what the Lord your God requires. Walk in obedience to God, keep his decrees and commands, his laws and regulations, as written in the laws of Moses. Do this so that you may prosper in all you do and wherever you go. I'm here to tell you, my brothers, that the only place you can find your true identity is in God. And I like what Jesus said, seek ye first the kingdom of God and its righteousness and all these other things will be added to you. David, a man after God's own heart, when he looked for words to tell Solomon and when he talked about trying to prove yourself a man, he told him, walk in obedience to God. If there is anything that can prove you that you are a man, is if you, rule, if you walk in the image with which you are created it is you walk in the image or in the fear of God who created you to walk in his fear. You don't have anything to prove yourself with. Let me tell you that you are created in Christ Jesus for good works that God created for you. There is a mission in life that God wants you to accomplish. No one else would apart from you. But the only way you can discover your destiny, the mission and the purpose that God has for you is if you walk with God. Prove your silver man and walk in obedience with God. That is the charge that David gave Solomon. So be strong, act like a man, and observe what the Lord your God requires. I want us to bow down for a word of prayer. Hallelujah. Lord, we worship you. We honor you and we bless your holy name. A gracious and a merciful king. 
who created us in his own image and who loves us beyond anything else. Your says that I know the plans I have for you. Plans of welfare and not of evil to give you a future with a hope. But many times, oh God, we want to prove ourselves. We feel inadequate. We don't think that you are wise in creating us the way we are. We want to prove ourselves through the things that we do, through the things that we have, or through the reports that we have, we hear from other people. But I pray for my brothers this morning, oh God, that even as we stand before your presence, God you will help us to validate our identity with you and with you alone. That we shall never seek for anything else to define us because we know that our true identity can only come from you. And even as David advised Solomon, it is my prayer that my brothers, dear loving Father, who have heard this word this morning, will seek validation in walking with God, in knowing you, and in walking in obedience to you. Thank you, Father. Because for as many as you will receive you, you will give them the power to become the children of God. And I thank you because you will grant them the, the knowledge and the wisdom to know they don't have to do anything else, anything else to prove themselves. Maybe you are here and you're not born again. You don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. You don't have a walk with God. You don't walk in obedience. I want to give you this opportunity. Irrespective of your class where you are and you strongly feel that I cannot get my identity from God. And God is challenging you to come to Him, to have a walk with Him. Please stand wherever you are. I will see you and I will pray together with you. If you are there and you feel God calling you to start a relationship with Him, to accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, I'm asking you to stand. Thank you. God bless you, my brother. God bless you. For as many as receive Him, He gave them the power to become the children of God. And this is your moment to become. God is inviting you for an eternal fellowship with Him. God is telling you, I want to make you because you cannot make yourself. God bless you, my brother. God bless you. Nimeku kimbilia ewe bwana nisi aidi kemilele Nimeku kimbilia ewe bwana nisi aidi kemilele Ona maisha yangu ninayaleta kwako nisi aidi kemilele Nimeku kimbilia ewe bwana Because I don't know whether it's allowed to call you here in the front. 
things have changed. But I will pray with you wherever you are. If you are next to someone else, just join hands. By faith, just join hands. I know for you joining hands is okay. Join hands wherever you are, especially those who are standing. Those who are standing, join hands and we will pray together. And then if you don't mind, I can see you pre-pray after the service. Let us pray. Holy Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you because your word says that you came to seek and to save the lost. And thank you because of the invitation of your word. Come to me, O that labor and a heavy laden, and I will give you rest. And in response to your work, my fellow brothers who are standing, dear loving Father, have come to you. They admit that they cannot do it in this life on their own. They are inadequate to carry themselves. They are inadequate to make themselves because we derive our identity from you and you alone. And I bless them in your name. I commit them to your heart, O oh God. I want you to repeat this prayer after me. Just say, Lord Jesus, I come to you. I confess that I am a sinner. And I need your forgiveness. And this day, by faith and in obedience to your word, I accept you into my life as my Lord and Savior. I believe it in my heart. I confess it with my mouth that Jesus, you have saved me. I invite you into my life to come and change me. Come and make me your child. I start a journey with you where I will delight my identity from you and you alone. Light my name in the book of life and remember me when you come back in your kingdom. In Jesus' name I pray. Father, I pray for my brothers and I pray that in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, you have started a good work in them. You shall carry it into completion until the day of Jesus. May you protect them from the evil. May you guard them, dear loving Father, from harm. Watch over their lives. I thank you because in days to come, there is a mother somewhere who will worship God because their husband accepted Jesus when he was in Orlando High School. There are children who will worship God because their father accepted Jesus in Orlando High School. I bless them in your name and I pray that you will give them long life and you will make them a testimony of your faithfulness. Father, I commit this institution into your hands. I bless all life in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I pray that the grace of, most, of the Most High will overshadow this institution to grant them academic excellence, O oh God. And even to show yourself as God on their behalf. Thank you because of giving them a principle who fears your name. And I pray that on account that they know your name and they walk with you, that Lord, you shall raise them to hate beyond their imaginations. I pray that you will bless the teachers, you will bless the deputy, you will bless the loving father, the non-teaching staff, and your grace will abound in all eyes. And that as many shall hear of you, what you are doing in this school, they shall honor you and give you praise. Worship you and we bless you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. God. Thank you.